It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trisenkos. This is September 27th, the 12th episode of season two for the Stacy and Stacy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Very official here. Um, thank you for joining us again today. Uh, we've really enjoyed interacting with you and, and are so happy that you're here listening. Today is also the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul, um, mm-hmm. a priest, a saint, a great saint of charity. Stacy's going to tell us a little more about him and go over the memorial readings for today. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the regular readings, you might see that it's also about Job. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I think we all sometimes are like, <laughs> oh, I can so relate to him. Relate Although to when him. you really read what happened to him, I don't think anybody can relate oh, fully great. what happened to him. If you think you got it bad, <laughs> read Job. Yeah. Um, but we're going to um, get into scripture and start with prayer in just a minute. But then in the the um, next part of the, ep- the episode today, we have a really neat prayer to share with you. And I'm very excited to share with you the story of how this prayer came to us and, and what it means. It's called the Breastplate of St. Patrick. And we've amended it. And even with the um, approval of Bishop Joseph Strickland, um, who said, you don't need the approval for these things, but I approve it nonetheless. Um, (laughs) He said it's a wonderful prayer. Uh, We we modified it a little bit so that you can pray it for a loved one. Um, So we're going to share that with you and even pray with you. So while you're listening to Stacey and while we're praying and going through the scripture, if there is someone you want to bind to heaven. And you don't want to use duct tape like I have suggested in the past. <laughs> we have a prayer that you can bind your loved one to heaven with. And we're going to make it available on our website. And um, you can download it and share it with anyone that you want to. So, Stacy, without further ado, I'm just going to get my popcorn and sit back and, and listen to your wonderful uh, prayer and scripture reflection. Like, like, seriously, I love doing this because I get to listen to her every morning. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Awesome. Okay, here we go. Well, let's just start out in prayer so we can jump right in. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. And we uh, we just glorify you, and we praise you, and we trust you, Lord, and we need you, Lord. And we just ask that uh, you would open the eyes of our understanding, that we would comprehend the scriptures, that you would give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear In Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, as always, I encourage you to read the scriptures and spend some time with the Lord today. Um, And like Stacy said, it is the memorial of St. Vincent de Paul. So just a little bit, I'm sure everybody knows about St. Vincent, but just wanted to give a little background just in case you didn't didn't know. He was born... um, to a, a fairly poor family in 1581, and his formal education was provided by the Franciscans. 
And he did so well that he was hired to tutor children of a nearby wealthy family, and he used that money to continue his formal studies uh, where he studied theology. He was ordained in 1600, and five years later, while traveling to Narbonne, he was captured and sold as a slave for two years until he was able to escape. He pastored a small parish, and he became passionate about providing relief to the poor. Um, he established hospitals for them. He ministered to convicts, and his uh, passion to evangelize really outgrew his capacity to do it. And so St. Vincent co-founded the Daughters of Charity. Um, and today there are more than 18,000 daughters serving the needs of the poor in 94 countries. That's um, amazing. It, I didn't yeah, know it was that big. Yeah. And their mission statement is to serve rather than be served in mm. humility, simplicity, and charity. And I loved That's that. So great. So, yeah. He also uh, founded the Congregation of Priests of the Mission. Uh, it's known as, excuse me, it's known as the Vince, Vincentians. Am I saying that right, Stacey? Vincentians? I, I, um, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with that. Um, but today there are nearly 4,000 members in 86 countries, uh, wow. in addition to his uh, order of Vincentian priests. So, he held retreats, which I thought was really cool. Retreats? Uh, yeah, he held retreats. They were open to priests and to laymen, mm -hmm. and they were so well attended that it said he infused a Christian spirit among more than 20,000 persons in his last 23 years. Wow. So he was 80 years old when he died in Paris, and uh, he is referred to as the Apostle of Charity and the Father of the Poor. That's wonderful. He had two miracles that were attributed to him. A nun was cured of ulcers and a laywoman cured of paralysis. So the feast day for St. Vincent, the patron of all charitable societies, is September 27th, today. Happy St. Vincent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, when I read that, his servant's heart really jumped out at me. And so I am going to be reading the reading, First uh, Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read through it, and then we'll kind of break it down a little. Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise, and God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised of the world, those who count for nothing, to reduce nothing, those who are something, so that no human being might boast before God. It is due to him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, as well as righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that, as it is written, whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. Right. All glory to God. All glory to God. Yes. So that first line... Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. I love that. You know, we, we talked the other day about uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and how God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. But Ephesians also says that we are the we are God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus for a life of good works that God has prepared for you to do. And I love that. So I encourage each one of you to. Um, just do what this verse says. Consider our own calling. Ask the Lord what he has for you to do. 
a great time to do that is in adoration. I love to go to adoration and pray. And so I would just suggest that you just pray about what he has for you to do. It goes on to say, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. Two words in this uh, section of scripture really makes me feel better. Uh, not many. So I'm in the majority. <laughs> I'm not wise or powerful by worldly standards and certainly wasn't born into a noble family. There were other people in the Bible, though, that I can relate to as well, who struggled when God asked them to step out. And I remember Gideon who said, oh, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? He said, indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. And I remember Moses, even though he was adopted into a royal family, he was born a slave and his mother had to hide him so he wouldn't right. be killed. Yeah. He didn't want to step out when God called him. Moses had some insecurities like many of us do. Moses said, forgive me, my Lord, but please send someone else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. When you think of Moses, you think of this powerful man. But in the beginning, he, he really didn't want to go. So God actually gave him Aaron, his brother, to help him and be his mouthpiece. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you just weren't sure if you should move forward? Lord, I want to, but I don't know if I want to. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. It's kind of like that Jimmy Durante song. Have you ever heard the feeling that you wanted to leave? <laughs> the feeling that you wanted to stay? Don't stay. stay there. <laughs> but Moses said something that's so important. Something that we should do before we step out anytime. Something that can give us more confidence to step out. He says in Exodus 33, he says to God, he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? And that's, I mean, that's with anything we step into. If we feel like the Lord is calling us, then if we know God's in it, it's so much easier. We have so much more confidence to step out and do what we feel he's calling us to do. But I certainly don't want to step out into anything of my own, of my own um, making or doing. I know how that will turn out. Yeah. Um, we need the Lord. We need the Lord in everything, for everything, so that we can do all for his glory. Yeah. And you say all the time, Stacy, I'm not going to, God, I'm not, I'll fight with you, but I'm not going to fight against you. I mean, you say, yeah. you say, I mean, just, I'm just telling you who's listening to Stacy that Stacy does say that all the time <laughs> when, we, when we're talking about things we're dealing with in life that she's, that she is constantly doing just that. That's right. I, I, when, when I'm, when I'm battling something, I mean, we all we're all battling something, but I always say, Lord, I'm I'm not going to fight against you, but I am going to fight with you. I'm going to link arms and I'm going to fight with you. Although I know the battle <laughs> is the Lord's and he's fighting it, but I'm just I'm, I'm with you, God. I'm not going to be against you. <laughs> but um, but anyway, we want to bring him glory. I mean, first Corinthians mm -hmm. tells us that whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. And it goes on to say, rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise, the weak of the world to shame the strong, the lowly and despised of the world, those who count for nothing to reduce to nothing, those who are something. I'm sure we've all heard the saying, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. But <laughs> I like that, <laughs> which is good. Thank I'm, I'm Thank the Lord. He, he equips the called. Mm -hmm. I always say in and of myself, I can do nothing. 
I have nothing. I am nothing. But with Christ, I can do all things because he strengthens me. And that is actually a scripture also. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on to say, no human being might boast before God. So no human being might boast before God. It is due to him that you are in Christ Jesus. It yeah. is all because of him, his sacrifice, his love, his mercy, his grace, his wisdom. But we do have a part to play, right? I mean, we have a role. We obey, we submit, we pray, yeah. we guard our heart, we go to mass, we walk in love. There's so many. The Bible is full of things for us to do, full of marching orders for yeah. us. We certainly have a role that we have to play. But the good thing is God will help us do it. Mm -hmm. My priest How was telling me the other day that sometimes God, God will, it'll feel like God says this, you know, the God, God says, I'm going to let you figure this one out for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. like he, for your own sake, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's letting us exercise our, our reason. Mm -hmm. Cause he's not going to, he doesn't do everything for us because that wouldn't right. be respecting our free will. But yeah, sometimes I'm yeah. like, God, I, I don't want to do something. <laughs> Right. I mean, we're not robots, right? I mean, uh -huh. he's not going to push a, you know, he's not going to program us. We're, he's going to allow us to make choices. We get to allow if we want to obey him or not. We get to, I mean, we get to choose whether we want to obey him or not. We get to choose if we're going to uh, walk in love, go to mass, guard our heart. We, yeah. we get to choose it. But when we line our will up with his will, when we say this day, I choose you whom I'm going to serve. When we when we determine within ourselves that we are submitting to his will and his plan and purpose for our life, mm -hmm. then he steps in and he meets us there and he empowers us to step forward and to do what he's called yeah. us to do. Um, and, and however big or small those little assignments are, I mean, whether it's <laughs> just day to day or whether it's a long term plan. I mean, you know, there was a verse that we talked about a few days ago. My days are kind of all running together. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> In the past. A few days ago, I remember us talking about it. It's in John 15 where it says, you know, when we abide in him, we produce fruit. But apart from him, we can do nothing. So our goal is to do these things. So that we can stay connected to God, so that we can hear him clearly mm -hmm. and step out when he calls us to produce good fruit. Mm -hmm. And no matter, like I said, no matter how small an assignment is, we don't know. We can't see the end from the beginning like God mm -hmm. does. But we don't know the eternal ripple effect that that one act of obedience yeah. might have. So that very last line in this scripture passage in the reading today says, whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. Yeah. In all things, we give him praise, reminding ourselves that in him, we live and move and have our being. I love that verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you, Stacy. Um, and we, we wanted to also then today, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while, we have a prayer, you know, like we do a lot of getting real. We, we've talked about teenage pregnancy. We've talked mm -hmm. about, you know, in our first season, we kind of went through our, our the chapters of how we how we structure our thinking and walking it through, 
you know, staying on that struggle bus. Um, <laughs> staying. Getting, word yeah, staying. <laughs> like get, getting through the hard times in life. And we, we talked about some of the issues and we repeatedly reminded you that Stacy and I both are dealing with just about the whole spectrum of things that parents of teenagers and young adults deal with. Yeah. Um, and, we're, and we're trying so hard. I mean, sometimes I want to like list all the things I'm dealing with. I want to make a meme and say, follow me for more parenting tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I list all this stuff, <laughs> you know, teenage pregnancy, transgenderism, uh, yeah. you know, all this. Follow me for more parenting tips. But because um, I, I, I beat myself up too sometimes. I'm like, I, I'm, a, I'm just such a failure at this. But, yeah. it, but we're not. That's like yeah. self-pity. We're, we're, we already had that reading from a few days ago. So yeah, no, absolutely not, Stacey. I mean, everybody out there, whether we try to hide it or not, whether we try to put those masks on yes. or not, everybody out there is doing is going through this. And if you've got teenagers, I mean, there is none perfect. No, not one. No, I mean, we are all dealing with it. I mean, you know, I've dealt we, in my family. We've dealt with the teenage pregnancies and the addictions and that call in the middle of the night. Hey, mom, mm -hmm. can you come bail me out? Yeah. I mean, you know, we mm -hmm. are all dealing with it. Yes. And we, so to give you the, the, so here's what happened. Um, several months ago, I think it was before we ever started the podcast, my husband and I have an organization called children of God for life. And we fight this issue of fetal tissue research, fetal tissue, research, the use of aborted children in scientific research. We, we are, we are very involved um, with several dioceses around the United States with the USCCB with um, some government officials um, pushing for legislation to let people know when aborted children are used in the research or production of products. So we we fight this thing, and and Stacy and I do this podcast, and it's like the the more you try to work for God, the more you get attacked. And I'm not saying that like I'm a I'm a martyr and I should be glorified or anything, but you do get attacked. Out of the blue, this wonderful priest who um, was a, a leader at the St. John Vianney Seminary in the Archdiocese of Denver. So so a, a very uh, well-respected, knowledgeable priest, uh, wise priest, just emailed me out of the blue and said, God told me to pray for your family because all that you are doing, mm -hmm. I, I imagine you're probably under attack. And I was like, well, let me tell you. And and he he sent me this prayer because I told him about what Stacy and I were talking about with um, how, how can we be happy in heaven if our kids are in hell? Like that's the paralyzing fear we deal with on a daily basis, worrying about our beautiful, precious children. Mm -hmm who are going out in the world and doing things that we know are going to hurt them. And they do them anyway. And we can't stop them. Um, mm -hmm. And, and they, and they're doing things that would be considered mortal sin. Like, are they a mortal sin or not? We don't know. That's between them and God and, and they mm -hmm. need to talk to a priest. But anyway, it scares us nonetheless because we worry. Um, he, he said, you know, I'll, I'll, of course brought up St. Monica and said, just like her tears had merit yours. God sees your tears. God loves your kids more than you do. But he gave me a prayer to pray. And um, I have prayed it several times. Um, I, I There have been times when things were so, I was so scared for my kids, so distraught, like, like God, I, I, I can't do this. I literally in our house just fell on my knees in front of the crucifix and prayed this prayer out loud. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't, I, God's going to have to do the work there. But on multiple occasions after praying this prayer, something cracked, something turned around, some light came into mm -hmm. the situation. 
Um, and where, you know, I knew what to do better. I knew I, my child had a grace filled moment or something like that happened. So I, I do think it's powerful. I wrote the prayer and put it on a, on a PDF form so you can have it and pass it around and pray it. And I, the prayer is originally written to pray for yourself, but the modification in the book this priest sent me was to pray for in. It had like a capital N and a period. So you insert the name of the person. And I took the N out and I put a blank space there because that's easier on the eyes to see. But we fixed this prayer up so you could you could see it. And I did ask Bishop Strickland about it. And he said that's a very great prayer. It's, it's a very powerful prayer. Um, and we just want to go through this right now. It will be available on the podcast link. It will be available on our website. But if you're listening right now and you can think maybe it is yourself. But if you have a loved one you're worried about, it doesn't have to be a child doesn't have to be a family member. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, think of that person's name. All you need is a name. And so our prayer is called the Breastplate of St. Patrick. It's an ancient prayer. It was a, a, a hymn, a prayer that St. Patrick had. Um, and it, and it, it's, you can look it up on the internet. You'll find many versions of it. There's even a Wikipedia article on it. This mm-hmm. one is modified for a loved one. And and I had in mind our children when I modified it a little bit. So I didn't modify it very much. I I added um, just some blanks in there. And if you look it up online, plus the version I have from the book the priest sent me, the, the language varies a little bit from version to version, um, just in, I guess in the interpretation. So anyway, what we've put here is true to the St. Patrick breastplate prayer modified for a loved one. So I'd like to pray it with you right now. Um, Mm. And I will just say, what do I say when I get to the, I bind blank today. That's not going (laughs) to. Say, say my children. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just say my children. um, And you can say whoever you want to say when I say my children in your own heart. And you'll have this prayer to pray on your own later. So if you just want to listen and not pray right now. That's fine too. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I bind my children today to a strong virtue, an invocation of the Trinity. I believe in the threeness through confession of the oneness of the creator of the universe. I bind my children today to the virtue of Christ's birth with his baptism to the virtue of his crucifixion with his burial, to the virtue of his resurrection and his ascension, to the virtue of his descent for the judgment of doom. I bind my children today to the virtue of ranks of cherubim, in obedience of angels, in service of archangels, in hope of resurrection for reward, in prayers of patriarchs, in predictions of prophets, in preaching of apostles, in faith of confessors, in innocence of holy virgins, in deeds of righteous men. I bind my children today to the virtue of heaven, in light of sun, in radiance of moon, in splendor of fire, in speed of lightning, in swiftness of wind, in depth of sea, in stability of earth, in firmness of rock. I bind my children today to God's strength to pilot them, to God's might to uphold them, to God's wisdom to guide them, to God's eye to look before them, to God's ear to hear them, 
to God's word to speak for them, to God's hand to guard them, to God's shield to protect them, to God's host to save them against snares of devils, against temptation of vices, against everyone who shall wish them ill afar and near. I summon today all these powers between my children and every evil, against every cruel and merciless merciless power that may oppose their body and soul, against incantations of false prophets, against black laws of pagandom, against false laws of heretics, against craft of idolatry, against spells of witches and smiths and wizards against every knowledge that corrupts man's body and soul. Christ to shield my children today against poison, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, against mutilation, so that there may come to my children an abundance of reward. Christ with my children, Christ before my children, Christ behind my children, Christ in my children, Christ beneath my children, Christ above my children, Christ on my children's right, Christ on my children's left, Christ when my children lie down, Christ when my children sit down, Christ when my children arise, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of my children, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of my children, Christ in every eye that sees my children, Christ in every ear that hears my children. I bind my children today to a strong virtue, an invocation of the Trinity. I believe in the threeness through confession of the oneness of the creator of the universe. Salvation is the Lord's. Salvation is Christ. May thy salvation, O Lord, be always with us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 That's beautiful. I always... I always choke up when I get to that last part where you're just like Christ everywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, it. it just, it just puts such a, a beautiful um, image in my mind. Like they're, they are being protected. And they surrounded. And surrounded. And covered and just, yes. And I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I always, I cry when I get to that part because I just, yes. <laughs> Yes. Put that breastplate on and and protect them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Did you tell about when when you were talking about uh, our the tears? What, did you tell that part when you were introducing this? No, I didn't. But that priest told me. I mean, you know, we hear people say your tears are are powerful. That that priest before told me. Um, that, that God sees your tears, that your tears. He said something that like it just flipped everything around. He said, because he said, your children are going to be OK. And I'm like, how do you know that? We don't know that. Like, I wish somebody would tell me my children would be OK. He said, because it's so heavy on your heart to pray for them. That is God telling you to pray. That's God telling you that your prayers make a difference, that your prayers will have merit. And and, and because you want to pray so much, that is your proof that your prayers matter. And I'm, I'm like, I don't see how that works. And he's like, you, you just have to have faith. I mean, I, I struggle real hard sometimes. Let it, you know, I'm like, God move, move over. <laughs> I got this. Well, it te- it says in the, in, in the Bible that God collects our tears. So that makes oh, me think yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, um, and stored up my tears. So it, I, I love that. Um, yeah. And it, as you number my wanderings, put my tears into your bottle. So yeah. he, I, he sees us when we cry. He, you know, I just love the heart of God. It is beautiful. And um, I, uh, 
and I did, you know, we're talking about I mean, priests are wonderful. If you, we're, we're telling you what our priests say to us, but really that's an encouragement to talk to your priests, get to know your priests, invite them over to dinner. Yes. I was yes. talking to our parish priest the other day and, and he said, he said, does God exist? And it was some, it was a lesson he had in seminary. And he said, does God exist? And that was like a question the professor wrote on the board when all these seminarians came in and they're like, well, is this a trick question? We're here because that. <laughs> but the, the priest, um, the, the teacher, the professor let him struggle with that for a minute. And then he wrote in Latin and I don't remember the Latin words, but he said, God is existence. We don't even we don't even say does God exist? God is existence itself. And he led that into saying God is love. And so when we're going through suffering, when we're going through hard times, when we feel like we're crossing the Red Sea on dry ground and there's walls of ocean on either side of us ready to swallow us up. He's like, those are strong emotions. The only way to combat those strong emotions is with an equally strong emotion called love. And he said love is not really an emotion, though. Love is not chemicals in the brains. It's not an emotion. We have a definition that says love is willing the good of the other. But he said it's not even a definition. He said God is love. So so the more you pray, the more you ask God to, <clears throat> to be in your heart and to work for you and to lead you and to be with your children, it's love. It's all love. It's God is love and existence. I mean, he's so perfectly existence. He's love. And so that if somebody says, what is love? That It's God. God, and yes. he said, "Just you, you have to pray the prayer, God, fill me up with your love. Take my suffering, take my fears, take my worries, fill me up with love. Let your love flow through me to my children. Just let it come through me to them. And so I can do what I need to do. And, and when I prayed this prayer, we just prayed, I feel that love flowing like strong. I mean, it's like strong enough love to hold up walls of water on either side of me <laughs> so I can get through, um, yes. walk it through. Hey, that's what the through. ancient Hebrew people did. <laughs> walk it through. <laughs> so we hope that helps you today. Um, Stacey, thank you for creating that prayer. It welcome. is beautiful. And I, uh, I, I'm definitely going to be praying it for my children for sure. Mm -hmm. mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I'm Stacey Tresenkos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>